Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast and this is episode 53. Well, we're into the third week of lockdown and if we're not careful, we could find ourselves slipping into permanent habits that are helping us to dumb down because there is so very little motivation in the air. It is as if something is being sprayed that we're inhaling that stops us from going stir crazy under lockdown conditions So I just want to shake things up a bit this week. In this week's podcast, I want to deal with a particular issue that I've seen circling in my feeds on social media, particularly in the last couple of weeks. Now, interestingly, I've begun to see memes and comments from people on social media, which strongly put forward a view that under current pandemic conditions, It should just be enough for people to get through it rather than to emerge at the other side of the pandemic with a new skill or more knowledge or having started a side hustle. Reason being that in dealing with the effects of a pandemic, not everyone has the privilege of turning a pandemic experience into something fun or productive. Now, For anyone who knows me, you can imagine my eyeballs when I saw these types of feeds. I tried to have some sympathy for these types of statements. And don't get me wrong, if you genuinely cannot do anything for your own liberation, then I see that. And that increases my passion to do something that you can benefit from so that I lift us both up. That is the promise I made to my ancestors. That aside, a big part of me pushed against this limiting position of just getting through, because it is such an individual position to have, particularly in the face of so many of the challenges we face as African descent people, wherever we are in the world. Such positions also may not support us to remember that it is not just about those of us who can make the changes. It is also about those of us who must make those changes. Now, my podcast speaks to everyone in general because I see my themes as stories and helping strategies that can uplift anyone that wants to make a change to their life. But in addition to this, my podcast speaks directly to African people wherever we are. And I'm very particular about that audience because it is our lives and the lives of our future generations that have to face and continue to be impacted by the historical terrorism we faced. And it is our lives that continue to face the most current and future risks to our self-determination because we top 
the list for people who suffer in struggle and distress. And we suffer that struggle and distress in every area of people activity, of which there are 11. There are 11 different areas that cover all the people activity on the planet and African descent people suffer in all of them. Those 11 areas are economics, education, entertainment, employment, health, law, politics, religion, sex, war and counter-war, and the newest area, which is the third industrial revolution area, that of technology. Now, I'm playing off the work of Neely Fuller here, who wrote in his compensatory code for Africans that African communities all over the world are controlled by codes of expected behaviour in each of these areas, according to realities that we have had no part in defining. And we're controlled to the extent that African communities across the world are struggling in every area of these 11 areas of people activity. As I said, there is not one area, not even entertainment, which is the area where most of our people are concentrated, because I'm including sport in that area, as well as singers and players of instruments. I'm including them in that area. But there isn't any one of these areas where our efforts are measurably lifting up African people with an ability to sustain the lift. Now, that's not to say that we don't have pockets of greatness, because we do. There are a lot of African football players who are now transferring their wealth to their African country of origin and are beginning to build the kind of roots, economic roots, from which future generations will benefit. So we do have those pockets of greatness. And we have them across several areas of people activity. And because of that, our movement towards African self-determination on the continent is growing. You only need to look at the way that African countries have worked together to defy critics who thought Africa would be unable to manage the coronavirus pandemic and those people have been proved spectacularly wrong thus far. But one hot day does not a summer make. And whilst we have some ballers and singers both on the continent and in the West, this is not enough to deliver that blow against the economic inequality and exclusion that we're facing. Individual Africans and allied supporters alone cannot deliver the freedom across people activity areas that we need. For you to get the freedoms you dream and crave, you have to work to lift yourself up. And that cannot happen if you tell yourself you're too traumatised to even read up and increase your knowledge about what ails you. Because that's what these memes are saying. They're saying that the effects of the coronavirus pandemic are that traumatising 
that all we can do is just plan to get through it. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree that we can't even pick up a book or read articles to increase our knowledge about what may be ailing us and to try to inspire ourselves to act against that which is holding us down and pulling us back. I don't agree. Now, let me be clear here. We have people in our community who have succumbed to this virus and the impact of their loss to their families and friends has been immense. And in those cases, we have to support people to deal with the loss in their way, not in our way. And that might mean that they have to lock off from the world for a time just so they can get through it. So having accepted that, it simply doesn't make sense to me that for everyone else who is now living with the impact of a virus fueled world, that we should be content to dumb down that fighting spirit that we inherited from our ancestors. To do so is a bit like trying to rewrite ancestor Harriet Tubman's famous statement where she said, I freed a hundred slaves and I could have freed hundreds more if only they had known they were slaves. Well, it would be a bit like rewriting that statement to do nothing but sit and wait for it to pass. And in today's social media language, it would probably be written to say, I am supporting hundreds of our people to be okay with living with the effects of the terrible pandemic of slavery. Because this in and of itself must be having a crushing blow on the lives of our people. Like I said, there is some truth in such a statement. But no people ever got free by just sitting and settling and waiting for things to pass, no matter how bad and terrible things became. Every people who acquired their freedom no matter what freedom they are fighting for, had to fight for it on a personal level as well as on other levels. And it is the combination of all these fighting spirits working together and coming together to lift others up that really brings about the change we need to be. This is what our future generations need one of the main reasons why the advancement of African people is so slow, I believe, is because we are constantly surrounded by environments that support us to look away and to settle and cotch from where we are and with what we are given. And let me say now that those that want to settle, that's OK for you. But don't then, a few weeks later, when things don't go right for you in one of the areas of people activity or when you can't pay that bill or when you get sick of the rat race job and the way you're treated at work or when you can't afford to visit your family who live 11,000 miles away in an African country or a Caribbean country because your hourly rate is so poor, don't then start complaining. You agreed to settle, so settle. We already know that when you're given anything, 
especially from systems that are codified and designed to organize your life into limitations and imitations of low expectation. What you are being given is the scrapings from the bottom of the life chances barrel. How do we know this? Because our ancestors have left us enough breadcrumb trails in their experiences, their stories, their artwork and their knowledge through their writings to pass this information on to us. If we can't even tell ourselves that it's important to increase our knowledge whilst we're sat at home during this pandemic, not even to increase ourselves about the stories of strength that our ancestors have left to us, if we're telling ourselves that it's too much for us to do that, then I, for one, have a problem with that. Our ancestors have long since predicted what will happen to us if we follow advice that invests in encouraging us to simply do nothing and just ride out every situation. As African communities, we are already on our knees across every area of people activity. And just because we have some who are doing well, that does not account for all. Right now in America, in some of the American states, the deaths of African descent people account for 70% of the population deaths. And that is not by accident. So even though some of our people may be doing well, the majority of our people live just above the breadline of can't be bothered and just above the breadline of just about giving up. So for me, these types of statements kick against the sacrifices that our ancestors and elders made for us when they face life-changing crossroads, similar to the one we're facing now. And just like our ancestors, I want to continue to encourage you to choose to do something. Choosing to do something to keep our resilience going and to constantly move against the poor life chances, poor life opportunities and the poor life choices that continue to leave us leading lives that reflect mere shadows of our true potential will always be my permanent choice. The alternative to this is to resign ourselves to the same systems that have impoverished our self-determination as a people. And that impoverishment has left us as sitting ducks for whatever other people who, let me tell you, are doing what we're not doing to control every aspect of our lives in those people activity areas of economics, education, entertainment, employment, health, law, politics, religion, sex, war and counter-war, and technology. Surely, reading a book or an article that helps you to better understand how the world works for and against you when you're at home, either furloughed or not working or working from home, is the least we can do to improve our understanding of the world we live in. And if even this is too traumatic for us to do 
because of a pandemic like slavery or racism. Oh, sorry, I mean coronavirus. Because all three of these things are life-threatening to African people. Then we really are at death's door as a people. And we really should begin to fear for what we will have left to pass on to our future generations. But guess what? I'm not ready to resign myself to this pandemic. I will continue to try to spark inspiration for anyone that wants to join me to build some resilience and choice into their lives. I'm here to help you fight and I'm here to help us to help each other so that we don't lose our motivation and so that we can come out of this thing at a better end of positivity. And I want to do this by encouraging you to take the opportunity to do something and to also do something different whilst you're on lockdown. There is a saying that happiness forgets what loneliness remembers. And I am in no doubt that if we don't watch this time as it passes by so quickly, before we know it, everyone will be back on the plantation picking their employer's cotton and we will scarcely believe that we ever had three months off work on furloughed status or some other kind of status and not only that we will likely tell ourselves that if we had that time again we would definitely do something different. What's waiting for us when we decide to embrace the change we want to see is the excitement that comes from learning that new thing and the flood of thoughts and ideas that will come from the possibilities that will flow through your mind. Possibility and inspiration are two of the greatest mood lifters you can think of. And if you can get a dose of that for yourself, you should definitely grab that with both hands and not let it go. Because when you hold on to possibility and inspiration, you can use that momentum to create great movement and change in your life, one step at a time, one day at a time. So in coming to the end of this podcast, I want to encourage all my listeners to strive to do at least one thing different during this period of uncertainty, if you can. Do one thing different so that when you come out of lockdown, you can reflect on one positive thing that has come out of this whole horrifying experience. At the very least, your children and grandchildren will thank you for that because the positivity, drive and inspiration that will come out of you will push you, hopefully, into maintaining your forward motion. So in ending, I want to say that next week, we're getting back on our side hustle startup work. So get yourselves ready. I'm going to take you through a side hustle startup focused on something you can teach. If that's you, get excited from now because you will definitely leave with ideas and with homework. Until then, do everything you can to keep yourself and your loved ones safe. And I'll see you here, ready for work, 
next week. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha. And for this week, I'm out. <laughs>